Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future is Bilingual podcast. I hope you're all doing well. If you're brand new and tuning in for the first time, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Heather. This week's episode is a multilingual motivation episode. They come out on Mondays when there's no interview to publish. And this week, we're going to talk about Duolingo events. Now, whether or not you're on the app, just I want you to know that these are very different from the Duolingo app. They have nothing to do with the sentences and the phrases that they teach on there because I know that Duolingo can sometimes get a bad rap for that. So I just want to put that out there first and foremost. These are free events and they're great ways to practice your listening, speaking, reading, and writing. All for free and in a social setting on Zoom or on other apps like Skype. So I want you guys to hear me out even if you think you don't like Duolingo. I think this could be a really great place for you guys to get some practice. And if you are a language teacher, that could be a great place for you to get some more students. So let's get to the episode. All right, so before we dive into today's talk, I want to tell you a few quick statistics about Duolingo that you might not already know. Duolingo is the number one language learning app out there right now. They have an app and a website, and apparently there are some differences, but I personally use the app a lot more, so I can't really speak to that. There are 500 million total users, and 42 million of those are active each month. English is, unsurprisingly, the number one language studied on there, given its status as lingua franca. I'm not surprised. And this past year, 2020, Spanish overtook French to be the number two language being studied. Now, I'm not going to go into a detailed analysis or review of this app, but if you want to know more, I highly suggest listening to my friend Erin's podcast, which is called Exhaling Words, and she recently published an episode called What Does the Owl Say? So anyone who's used the app or seen it knows that the little green owl is the symbol of the app that always comes and bothers you if you haven't done your daily lesson. All right, now let's get into the talk about Duolingo events. I've tried a couple the past couple weeks. I found out about them and decided to sign up for Italian. I have not done that many, so I can only really speak to my experience so far, but I have done them in Italian mostly and Polish, and I thought I should share with you guys my experience so far and what I've learned and what I like about them. So first of all, events are organized by level, or at least they usually say what level they're for. So sometimes they say beginner, sometimes they say intermediate. I haven't really seen a lot of advanced, although I haven't looked at all the courses, so I can't really speak to all of them. I believe I did see one for maybe Greek that said advanced, but it's pretty rare. However, some courses say beginner to advanced or beginner intermediate and advanced, and that can be a little bit tricky. And I have signed up and done some of those. And I did one in Italian that was actually pretty intermediate because it's hard to really have a course that's a good level for all those three levels. I think that would be really tricky to have it be appropriate for beginners and advanced. I also took a course that said that beginner, intermediate, and advanced for Polish. And he really did a good job of always translating what he said. So he would say things in Polish and then say them in English. And sometimes he started in English. However, as uh, I would consider myself intermediate or advanced, it was kind of boring and slow because I knew what he was saying. And it was like, stop saying the same thing twice. So again, I think you can't really know until you try the course out, but just so so that you have an idea, there are levels listed. Another thing is that hosts are doing this voluntarily. So they may be a native speaker, they may not be, they may be a teacher, and they may not be. 
So really, I think you should just try out the class if it sounds like a good fit for you and see if you like it. You can read the description as much as you can and see what you can get from that. But I think it really comes down, it boils down to actually trying the class out and seeing if their style is a good fit for you. So that being said, the description will kind of give you an idea if this is going to be more like a class, is there homework, are there specific things that they're focused on, like reading, conversation, maybe talking about a specific topic. So the description really gives you an idea of what we're focused on. Um, I've seen a lot for like reading the news. I've seen some talking about films. I've seen some that are just open conversation hours. So there's really lots of different ways and different vibes that the class can have. They're all good. It just depends what you're looking for. So definitely read the descriptions and don't be afraid to try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You just don't have to sign up for the next one. So like I mentioned earlier, classes are organized a bit by level, but I would say most, if not all classes are going to have a really mixed bag of students that have varying levels. And that's just normal because students were not in a class together like from first grade on, we've all had different experiences. We've all been studying these languages different amounts of time. So I think we can use that to our advantage and have some people that are more advanced help the ones that are more um, novice and make it a nice learning experience for all of us. So don't be afraid of being you know, the newest student or the lowest student. That's fine because everybody's there to help everybody else. I've noticed really warm and welcoming vibes in all the classes I've taken so far. Another thing is that there's people that are regulars in these classes, but there's also new people every time. So don't be afraid of being the new person because you're usually not alone. Uh, often I was not the only new person and we did an introduction, depending on how big the class is, you can do a quick introduction. Everybody says who they are, where they're from and things like that. So don't be afraid to be the newbie because these classes do have a lot of rotation. However, there is a core group that usually stays, which is really nice to know that if you find a class that fits, you are going to have a nice core group of people that you see maybe weekly or bi-weekly. Another really important factor is that you don't have to talk. There are many people that join and they're just listening. So they might keep their mics muted, but they're there for the listening practice. And that's totally fine. If you are more gregarious like me and you do want to practice speaking, that's also fine. So a lot of these classes are built to help you get more conversational practice because as we know, Duolingo is kind of limited in that. It can give you listening practice, a little bit of speaking, but not conversation. So that's why they created these events. So if you are willing to do some conversation, I would definitely say go for it. But if you just want to listen and check out the class, you can do that too. So you can always just type in the chat that you just want to listen or say in the mic, I'm just here to listen. That's totally fine. These, uh, all the events I've gone to have been really no judgment, really welcoming. And also when you're reading the description, you will see if it's more conversation-based or if it's more culture-based or if it's just like an open forum to talk, if it's going to be small breakout rooms or whatnot. So as much as you can get, some descriptions are a lot more detailed than others. But again, just try it. Just go and see if you like it. If you don't, you can always leave. And another thing I noticed is that you can come in late and it's okay. Nobody's going to penalize you or yell at you. I was very late to my first session because I forgot that I had signed up. And it was about half an hour in when I finally joined the Zoom room and, you know, they just kind of moved on with the lesson and I just kind of went with them. So no worries about uh, being late. Hopefully you're not as late as I was. And you can also leave early if you have to. I also had to walk away for five, 10 minutes when one of my kids woke up. So 
they're very flexible. You know, you're there just for free. You're there for fun. If you can do it, great. If you can't, that's fine too. So don't worry about having issues or having things come up, interruptions, because that's just normal. Now, like all things, and if you've used Duolingo, you've seen this, some languages have a lot more opportunities, a lot more events than others. And that's just based on who's volunteering to offer these events. So unfortunately, uh, certain languages have tons of events and other ones have a lot less. So I've been struggling to find Polish events, uh, and there aren't really any that are at more advanced levels. So they're all kind of at the beginner level. So that's just a fact. That's just uh, who's offering to teach Polish right now, because again, this is a volunteer system. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm using this a lot more for Italian, which is great for me right now because I need all the exposure that I can get. And having that uh, interaction with an actual person is super important and it's um, very helpful for me. And I'm also learning a lot about culture and different things depending on the class. So I'm kind of trying out different classes right now, but so far, so good. There's also some events that I've seen that are for polyglots and they're like a polyglot gathering, not the polyglot gathering that's happening this month in May, uh, but little gatherings that are happening where people can go into breakout rooms and speak their own languages. I did sign up for one, but then life got busy, things came up and I wasn't able to join. So maybe once I can join one of those, I will give you guys a little update, maybe on Instagram, or maybe I'll record a short podcast episode, but I really want to try out one of those. And the one I was signed up for is hosted by Simone, who has an amazing Italian podcast that I've been listening to called Simple Italian Podcast, uh, Il Podcast in Italiano Comprensible. So I highly suggest checking him out if you are learning Italian. I really like his format. I like the topics he talks about. So just a quick shout out to Simone. Uh, grazie mille. He has been so nice and welcoming. Uh, I've tagged him in a few things on social media and he has written me really nice messages back. So I definitely want to give him a shout out and some amore. <laughs> grazie. And last but not least, which is not super important, but it's kind of cool. If you attend one of these sessions, one of these events, you will get 250 XP. So if you've ever been in the little challenge leaderboard and you've seen these people with like 600 XP, 1000 XP, it's because these people are attending events. Probably it's not because they've done 200,000 uh, little exercises on Duolingo this week. So that is why people are getting so many points. It's because you get this huge number of points by attending one of these live speaking events, which is great. So I really think these are super valuable. So before we end, I want to tell you guys how I've practiced speaking, listening, reading, and writing in these events. So far, just having a couple down, um, I'm really amazed at how much you can do. So speaking, obviously, these are conversational events. They are made to help learners have a chance to speak with people. So that's a given. Listening, of course, goes with speaking. So if uh, you're getting a chance to speak, that means somebody else is, and you're getting a lot of listening practice. So that's really great. Now, reading, depending on the course, depending on the event, some people have slides and lessons and different things that you get a chance to read. I'm trying to remember, I did an Italian one last night, and I believe the subtitles of the video were also in Italian. Yes, I believe they were. So that was a really great, uh, she had a great video about this specific region of Italy, and the subtitles were also in Italian. So that was great for reading, but also the ones that have been more kind of like a classroom with a presentation that gives you a lot of reading practice as well. Some of them are specifically to practice reading where you 
meet in a room and you're all reading the same text and people are taking turns practicing to read. So there's many different types of events out there. just depends who's offering them. And writing, I actually practiced this morning. I had my first Polish event. And at the end of it, he did a dictation for anyone who wanted to stick around. So a dictation is when somebody reads, usually the teacher in the class reads a paragraph, and the students have to write down exactly what the teacher is saying. So that's la dictation in French is a really common method. Um, and it's actually really good. It's a good practice uh, for writing. So we did a dictation, and there was only one word that I didn't know. And so I didn't spell it. I got one letter off. Um, but I was pretty proud of myself for how well I did on the dictation. So I actually got some writing practice as well. Uh, with Italian, I've just been taking notes maybe on something someone said, something that was written in the chat, something that was in the video. Um, so you can also take notes yourself and get writing practice there. So these are all free events. And I just want to encourage you guys to go check them out. You can go to Duolingo events. If you Google that, you'll find it. Uh, It is on the website and not on the app. So maybe that's why people haven't found them. But I'm really excited to try one of the Polyglot events. I'm excited to sign up for more for Italian and get more speaking practice, get more comfortable with this new language. And I would love to see more for Polish. So if anyone out there is a Polish speaker, please offer some more events. You can also check out the languages you're learning or the languages you speak and see what's being offered. See if you could offer something yourself, if you have time for that, if you're willing to do that. Um, again, it doesn't have to be super planned. It doesn't have to have a presentation and homework. It can just be an open conversation hour, an open half an hour uh, just to talk. You can pick a topic or not. I've seen all sorts of uh, different events being offered. So again, do a little search, see what's offered. And if you do have time, it would be great for you to offer a course. So that's all I'm going to say about Duolingo events today. But if you guys have any questions or just want to talk about them, feel free to reach out. You can send me a DM, a direct message on Instagram. I'm at the future is bilingual. You can also write me an email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Duolingo. My username is hkozi, H-K-O-Z-I. And I would love to see you guys there. And if we're studying a similar language, I would love to see you in one of the Duolingo events or maybe at one of the Polyglot events. That would be really great. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, please feel free to take a few minutes and leave me a rating and review. It's very helpful for podcasters and it helps them get more recognition. So if you have a couple minutes and you could do that, I would really appreciate it. Have a wonderful week, guys, and stay well. Talk to you soon.